Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome to Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. Thank you for joining us on the Medical Mutual Cavaliers Audioverse. Here are your hosts, Tim Alcorn and Jim Jones. From the Cavaliers production studios at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse in downtown Cleveland. Hi again, everybody, and welcome to Cavs HQ. It's presented by Betway all along the Medical Mutual Cavaliers Audioverse. Great to have you with us on this Monday night. And yes, we are 48 hours away from the Cavaliers opening up the 23-24 season. They will be in Brooklyn to take on the Nets on Wednesday night. Tim Elkhorn with you. Jim Jones has the night off tonight as he preps for that Wednesday opener in Brooklyn. But great to have you with us. Of course, great to be joined on the other side of the window by the dynamic duo of senior producer Kurt McLaughlin, technical director Marty Allen. Now, we've got a great show coming up for you. Of course, earlier today, the Cavs got to practice in as they get ready for the Nets on Wednesday night. We'll hear what J.B. Bickerstaff had to say following that practice earlier today. And then Cavaliers general manager Mike Ganzi is going to stop by and pay a visit. Boy, what an offseason for the Cavaliers. The acquisitions of Max Struess, George Niang, the signing of Tristan Thompson, Ty Jerome comes on board, and of course, the drafting of Imani Bates. So, Mike, along with Cavaliers president Kobe Altman and JB have been busy putting this roster together. So we'll hear from Mike Ganzi. And then with Brooklyn on tap on Wednesday night, we'll hear from Chris Carino, their radio play-by-play guy, to get a thought or two about the Nets. So it's a busy show. We'll get things started with JB's thoughts after practice today. So stay with us. Cavs HQ continues right after this on the Medical Mutual Cavaliers Audioverse. Mitchell left side, he'll unload a three. Hits nothing but the bottom of the net. Yeah, he's feeling it, Tim. He sure is. Harris dumps it underneath the Mobley, and he'll head and shoulder fake Smith out of his shoes and slam it home. Now Levert, with arms like snakes, pokes the ball away. At the other end, a three ball up and in by Karras. That's right, you called it, Tim. That's their defense. Welcome back, Cavs HQ, presented by Betway on the Medical Mutual Cavaliers Audio Burst. Tim Elkhorn with you, Jim Jones with the night off. But the Cavs didn't have the day off today. They're getting ready for Brooklyn on Wednesday night. That'll be the season opener. And after practice today, J.B. Bickerstaff had a chance to talk to the media about the season opener on Wednesday. Is Jared able to practice today? Uh, Jarrett was able to do what you see Jarrett doing right now. Okay. <laughs> do you need to see him go through a practice before you think he's capable of yes. playing in a game? Yeah, for sure. We wouldn't after it's too difficult uh, and too dangerous to not allow him the time to be able to do that. Do you anticipate him practicing tomorrow before you leave for Brooklyn? Uh, we'll see. And then was anybody else unavailable to practice today? Nope. was good. Um, what are your expectations for Devin in year three? Um, I think we've started to see the beginnings of it. Um, you know, there's an Evan who is more involved, uh, and I think just through an increased usage, um, his impact is going to change. Um, you know, just watching him 
with the ball in his hands, like the opportunities that it creates for people around him. And, you know, I keep saying this, and I think you know, sometimes it's missed, but, like, Evan doesn't have to have a number in order to be great, right? I think our goal or what we see of the game is he's got to average this, he's got to average that, he's got to average, you know, X, Y, and Z. But that's not priority for Evan, and that doesn't speak to Evan's impact. Um, because Evan's going to play the game the way the game needs to be played and take what's there. So, you know, he's a ultimate team player that makes the other team pay for the mistakes that they make. When it comes to Isaac, you guys are playing at a much faster pace this season. Do you see his defensive responsibilities change at all in terms of just defending? Primary ball handlers, the guy who wanted to actually because it's going to be a pace. Uh, I mean, we're still going to have the same expectation of him. Um, you know, who he's guarding. Nine times out of ten, it'll be the other team's best offensive player on the floor from a perimeter standpoint that night. Um, so I don't expect his responsibilities to change. You know, obviously, if there's more possessions, you know, you'll lean on him more because he'll have more opportunities. Um, but, you know, he's a lockdown defender, and, you know, we have the benefit of being able to put him all over the floor to control and contain guys. Darius and Donovan has a uh, year of experience together. In year two, in what ways do you feel like they can build off of that? you got so many different pieces. We've always talked about it this season already. But. Yeah, I mean, they can help each other more. Um, I think, you know, there's two-man games that those small smalls can play, and defenses have to make tough decisions, um, whether it's, you know, small, small pick-and-rolls where one of them is slipping, um, you know, dribble handoffs, like they got decisions, are they going to switch it? You know, but then it's like, how do I make Donovan's job or Darius's job easier um, and get him the ball, you know, in a position to attack because the defense has made a, a poor decision. So I think there's things that they can do where they just help each other, um, you know, to take the pressure off of them so everything doesn't have to be so difficult and hard on How much does it help to have the, the movement shooters that you guys have now and, and obviously the spacing threats? I mean, you know, shooting matters. Um, you know, a guy like Max and George with their reputation, you know, they carry a sense of gravity, and that gravity is not just standstill gravity. You know, some guys can just stand in one spot and people kind of, you know, hug up to them. But, like, those guys, because of their movement, it forces multiple guys to keep an eye on them and see where they are. So now their gravity takes one, two, you know, depending where the action is, you know, multiple, maybe three guys that have to watch them. So that just creates more opportunity for, you know, the ball handlers in the backside. Maybe, um, I think we've seen some differences just with the way you guys have played in the preseason. What do you, for fans, like what's the biggest difference in the way that you guys are going to play this year that, they, that you'll they'll be able to pick up on pretty, pretty early on? Uh, I mean, I'm hopeful that the ball movement is there and people can see it. Um, you know, we want to have a thrust and an explosiveness from the defensive end to the offensive end. But, like, you know, there's a feel when that ball is just zipping around and defenses continue to have to chase um, that we want to create offensively. And, you know, that's something our fans can see. You know, I think that leads to more open shots, you know, whether they be threes or driving closeouts and getting layups. Um, but I think, you know, we want our offense to be more dynamic. And then we still got to hang our hat on the defensive end, and that can't change for us. Given, oh, no, that's all. Right. Given, um, given his injury last year, and what you've been talking about with Dean Wade in terms of being healthy and confident throughout training camp, did you exhale when he took that shot from Buddy Heald the other night? 
Yeah, I mean, you just, that, that's the thing is you just never know, you know, and you never know how guys are going to, you know, respond and wake up the next morning. Um, but, you know, I mean, again, I think his confidence is there, so we need him to stay on the floor so he can keep building that confidence. All right, Carly, last question. Now that Kristen has been with the team for a few weeks, how have you seen him get reintegrated in Cleveland and take on a leadership role? Uh, I mean, it's, for those of us who know Tristan, it's like he never left. Um, you know, he's <laughs> he's not shy. He doesn't slowly work his way into the group uh, by any means. So, um, I mean, it's been seamless and easy uh, because of his personality and, again, his accomplishments here, but the respect that everybody has for him. Uh, so it's been really, really easy. That was Cavaliers head coach J.B. Bickerstaff following practice earlier today at Cleveland Clinic Courts. We'll take a quick time out when we come back. Cavs general manager Mike Ganzi is going to stop by and pay us a visit and talk about this upcoming season. You'll want to hear what Mike has to say. So stay with us. Cavs HQ, presented by Betway, continues after this on the Medical Mutual Cavaliers Audioverse. Yang on the right wing inside the arc. Back to Strews. Three from the right side right on the mark. He's getting that range, Tim. He's figuring this thing out with these new players. Back on the right side, Niang, three is good. I tell you what, are you talking about a guy that doesn't need much time? Jerome out front to a coral, right back to Ty Jerome. Jerome left it a lane, tough shot, good, and he got fouled. Yeah, he's taking this rookie to school. You're experiencing Cavs HQ on the Medical Mutual Cavaliers Audioverse. Once again, here's Tim Alcorn and Jim Jones. Welcome back, Cavs HQ, presented by Betway on the Medical Mutual Cavaliers Audioverse. Tim Elkhorn with you this week, Jim Jones with the week off, and certainly uh, everybody with high hopes and high expectations as the season about to get rolling Wednesday night. We'll be in Brooklyn as the Cavaliers take on the Brooklyn Nets, and then back-to-back weekend at home with Oklahoma City at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse on Friday night, and the Indiana Pacers will be in town on Saturday. And a guy who certainly uh, has helped put these high expectations together the general manager of the Cleveland Cavaliers, Mike Gansey, now joins us on Cavs HQ. And Mike, first of all, congratulations on some of the things that have been done with this Cavalier team to make the hope so high as far as the 23-24 season is concerned. And and let's start there. Uh, not necessarily a target on the back, but certainly the bar has been raised. Talk about that from an organizational perspective. Yeah, you know, obviously the last two two years we've taken, you know, big steps and, you know, obviously most of our crew's back, you know, everyone's a year older. We added some good pieces this summer, so we're excited to, you know, hopefully take an even bigger step this year after after last year. Mike, Jim and I had an opportunity to talk to several of the players on media day and we asked them, do you build more on the 51 win season or does the disappointment of the playoff loss fuel you during the offseason? Uh, and it was it was more the playoff loss that fueled the guys. Uh, did you sense that with the team uh, during the offseason and here in camp? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, winning 51 games, we had, you know, one of the best regular seasons in over two decades. And then the playoffs just, you know, 10 days or so just kind of came to a halt. So I think everyone's kind of got that in the back of their mind. And, you know, I think this summer, you know, kind of motivated some guys saying, hey, like, and we had a great regular season, but we didn't end it the way we wanted to. And, you know, credit to the Knicks, they played well and we didn't. And, 
I think, you know, we're, we're motivated and hopefully we addressed some, some needs for our team that we, we had to fill this summer. And, you know, I think our guys are just, you know, especially with these last two weeks of preseason, I think our guys are just ready for some real games here. Mike, let's talk about a, a phrase you just used, addressing needs. Talk about that process as you and Kobe and I'm sure JB got together during the offseason and reviewed things and addressed needs. What was the priority? Yeah, I think the priority was shooting, you know, and obviously adding experience with that. And, you know, Max, Strews and George and Yang have played a ton of playoff games. So, you know, they're going to come in and they haven't really, you know, especially Max, he's been to the finals and a conference finals in back-to-back years. So there's a lot he hasn't seen. And, you know, obviously with Tristan adding him and his veteran leadership in the locker room, you know, those two are going to be big voices along with George. And you can already see their voice, um, you know, impacting the group every single day. And, you know, adding the shooting, you know, just because last year in the playoffs, we just, we struggled to score. Our defense obviously was very good the whole regular season and in the playoffs, but, you know, we just didn't have enough shooting, enough offense to to help us win those games and hopefully adding them. And you've seen glimpses of it this this preseason in games they've played that they can really help us and open the floor for Darius, Donovan, and Evan to to really flourish. Mike, that's a question that I wanted to ask you because not only did you address needs, but how will these signings and guys like Niang and Struess and even Tristan, how will they help? a Donovan Mitchell, a Darius Garland, and Evan Mobley. Yeah. I mean, I think especially George and Max, I mean, just them just being on the floor, like Max and George just standing in the corner. Donovan's going to have much more room to operate. Darius as well. Evan, like even the Indiana game, you could see Evan go one-on-one, and there's four defenders like almost above the three-point line. So I think just, you know, even if they're not touching the ball, just their threat alone being out there on the floor is going to be huge for us. And I think their toughness, you know, especially George, he's got a kind of a swag and trash talking mentality with him. That's positive, but also good for our group. And then Max just, you know, bringing his toughness every single day, you know, on both ends of the floor will be really big for us. Again, we're talking with Cavs general manager, Mike Ganzi. Nice enough to stop by and pay us a visit on this week's edition of Cavs HQ presented by Betway. And Mike, in addressing needs, uh, not only the shooting aspect and having guys have more room to operate, but that mentality. Talk about that. Uh, when you address a need, do you look at also that championship pedigree, that DNA that guys like Max Drews have? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, Max and George have obviously been in t- in big games in the playoffs and, you know, they have toughness, you know. I mean, say what you want, but the Knicks kind of punked us a little bit, you know. And they were just bigger and stronger. And, you know, our guys got stronger over the season. And I think it was a big wake-up call for them. But, you know, adding those two and even Tristan, you know, Tristan can – he might not play every single night, but just having him every single day in practice, going up against Evan, Jarrett, you know, and adding Damian Jones, just having some depth there at the big position will be huge. And, you know, just just their experience alone and adding that to our young group, we have a good mix of veterans that have been in the playoffs and been in big games, but also now with our young group that have kind of tasted a little bit, I think it's a good mix. And, you know, I think we've addressed some needs adding depth and, you know, obviously adding Karis back to the fold was our biggest target this summer. But, you know, I think we have nine to 10 guys that we we can trust every single night. Mike, I just mentioned the Karis uh, signing or re-signing uh, during an interview earlier today. 
Uh, boy, that was so big and it kind of flies under the radar, but he could have gone somewhere else and yet he elected to stay and he's a major component to what you guys are putting together. Yeah. I mean, you look back last year, I mean, there were kind of so many weird stretches in the year where either Donovan or Darius were out and he just kind of stepped in and became that, you know, backup backcourt starter. And he just, you know, we never really missed a beat. I mean, beginning of the year, we missed Donovan the first, what, five, six games or Darius the first five, six games. And, and we were like five and one or four and one. And he just, you know, he had one of his best years cause he was healthy, you know, and hopefully that continues, but he does a lot of good things. He, you know, he guards other people. He can handle it. He can play one through four, essentially, if you need him, if you want to go small. And he's just an unbelievable person, too. And obviously, an Ohio kid. So we were lucky that we could get him. And, you know, obviously, he wanted to be back with us and our group and liked what we were building. And, you know, we're, we're fortunate enough to have Karis with our group. No doubt about that. Again, Cavs General Manager Mike Ganzi, our guest on this week's edition of Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. We'll sneak in a quick timeout, but we're not done with Mike, so stay with us. We'll have more with the Cavaliers General Manager following this timeout on the Medical Mutual Cavaliers Audioverse. As part of the Cleveland Cavaliers team member volunteer program and mission to give back to the community, team members from Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse participated in a starting five days of service during the preseason. On October 10th, as part of the organization's commitment to sustainability, team members cleaned up Edgewater Beach Park and the shore of Lake Erie by removing trash to keep the Great Lakes safe. Cavs in the Community is brought to you by Discount Drug Mart. We'll be back with the second half of Cavs HQ presented by Betway right after this on the Medical Mutual Cavaliers Audioverse. You're listening to Cavs HQ presented by Betway. Now back to the second half of the show with Tim Alcorn and Jim Jones. Welcome back. Cavs HQ presented by Betway on the Medical Mutual Cavaliers Audioverse. Tim Elkhorn working solo this week. Jim Jones with the night off. But Jim and I will be together on Wednesday night in Brooklyn. That's when the 23-24 season will tip off. And then the Cavs come home for back-to-back games Friday and Saturday at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. The home opener Friday night against OKC. And then the Indiana Pacers will be in town on Saturday night. Great to have Cavs General Manager Mike Ganzi joining us on this week's edition of Cavs HQ. And Mike, continuing where we left off in our first segment, not to get too deep into the weeds or too technical, but explain to Cavs fans and our listeners how you and Kobe and JB go about with roster construction, how you look for balance and how you look for parts that fit. How delicate is that to put the right team together, at least on paper? I think, you know, let's kind of go back to, you know, when LeBron left, you know, obviously you lose a player like that, it's tough. And, you know, getting those high draft picks, you know, the first couple of years, you're just trying to draft for talent. You know, I don't think you're you're drafting for a need or fit necessarily early on. You're just trying to get as much young talent in the building and, you know, drafting Darius and Evan and Isaac, those guys, you know, they're still with us. Obviously, Colin was with us and helped us get Donovan. But I think, you know, first of all, it starts like, OK, let's get some young talent, guys we can grow with, guys that we feel can be you know good players in this league. And then you know, with Jared Allen and Donovan Mitchell at, you know, and even Ricky Rubio to a degree, you know, having timely trades where, 
you know, we're Cleveland, you know, we're not a glamorous market, but you know, I'm from Cleveland. I love Cleveland. I'd come here <laughs> 10 out of 10 times. So you don't have to ask me that, but there's a lot of great things here, obviously. And I think just the timely trades plus adding young talent and, you know, the last two years, especially this summer, you know, we feel like we have a core group together with, with those four guys and, you know, obviously a disappointment in the playoffs, but now where we have our core group together, now you can kind of go and go, okay, we need shooting. We need veteran experience. You know, we need a backup four, you know, like that's where George, Max, Ty Jerome, you know, backup point guard, like that's where you can address your needs, you know, in free agency or via trade. And even obviously, you know, Amani Bates in the draft, six nine. I know he's young. He's got a long ways to go, but he's been a pleasant surprise. And he's a six nine shot maker, you know, so he fits that mold of the need that we were looking for this summer. So I think it just it goes back to building up your young guys. And then when it's kind of time to maybe take another step, addressing that maybe via trade, free agency. And I felt we've done that well the last couple of years. And, you know, obviously like a Dean Wade, we've developed within, you know, off a two-way to a regular contract and now is in our rotation. So, you know, credit to the coaches for developing these guys, of course, but, you know, a combination of all those things, I think have helped us, you know, kind of get where we are now, where hopefully we continue to make strides each and every season. And as I mentioned to you at practice the other day, boy, it's nice. It's tough, but it's nice to have tough decisions to make. Yes. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, obviously JB's got it in a tough spot with a lot of the guys we have, but um, you know, that's, that's the thing, like, especially in the regular season, you can't have enough depth, you know, you're going to have injuries, guys get sick back to backs, you know, so adding as many guys that can play on a nightly basis in the NBA is big. Let's talk a little bit about what the preseason and training camp has shown you and Kobe and JB. Has there been anything that has stood out or that really caught your attention, Mike? Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously missing Jarrett and Ricky, you know, has been tough. But, you know, obviously Ricky's Ricky's dealing with himself. So, you know, we're supporting him and, you know, he's getting better every day. And then obviously Jared going out, I think, you know, I think also helped some other guys. You know, obviously Evan playing a lot more five and then, you know, getting Max and George acclimated into our group. Um, the good thing is, you know, for the most part, we have most of our group together. So that helps obviously with with a full training camp where, um, you know, Donovan, Darius, Evan, Isaac, a lot of those guys that are in a rotation last year are back. So George and Max and Ty and Damian are very smart players. So they pick up things quick. So that's been that's been helpful. And, you know, JB's made it a tough tough preseason for these guys. I mean, a lot of conditioning, you know, we don't want to be one of the slowest paced teams this year. You know, we feel we have, we have more depth and um, more shooting. So like, let's push the pace, let's get more threes up, you know, let's play a little bit more modern, but also, you know, once Jared gets back, having him and Evan, you know, that lineup's been very, very good. We have a lot of different options that we can play and um, you know, it's been fun. I mean, we got a good group. We're excited. You know, I think, you know, there's been a little bit of a, a let's get to the season kind of mentality, I think, for us lately in the preseason, just because, you know, we're ready to get to real games, you know, especially after last year and how it ended. So we're just excited to get going here. Again, we're talking with Cavalier General Manager Mike Ganzi. Nice enough to stop by and spend a few moments with us here on Cavs HQ presented by Betway. And Mike, uh, as you said, guys are chomping at the bit. Uh, you played the game. Uh, you know how that is. Uh, how important is it to get off to that good start, uh, to have a, a nice start to the season to kind of establish some early momentum? 
Yeah. I mean, it's huge. You know, last year, obviously we started eight and one and, you know, had a great regular season. So, you know, it's just really setting the tone, you know, I mean, obviously we're not like past years where teams are just going to kind of show up and, you know, maybe beat us, you know, they're going to have to bring their A A game for us. And, you know, we're not going to get teams that are just going to kind of sleepwalk through us. So we got to be ready every single night. And, you know, especially how the season ended last year, I think all of us are motivated to, to get back and play real games. So, we're excited and I know the guys are and they just, you know, they just want to get on the floor and play. Mike, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you because I know you do. You keep an eye on those other teams in the Eastern Conference. Uh, this is going to be a slugfest in the East this season. Uh, not necessarily how you size it up in the pecking order, but just uh, an overall look at the Eastern Conference and what a tough haul this is going to be. Yeah. I mean, you look back at the playoffs, uh, Miami was, you know, in the play-in and they were couple minutes away of being completely out of the play in tournament and then they make it to the finals. So, and then obviously, you know, Boston, Milwaukee, I mean, a lot of teams made some big trades and you know, that's just, that's just kind of this league. I mean, there's really, you know, 29, 30, you know, every team you got to show up and play like no one's going to lay down and, and just automatically give you a, a win. So I think, uh, you know, the East has got better, you know, the West has gotten better. I mean, every team I think has gotten better via draft, via trade, free agency. So, um, including us. So we're excited and, you know, we're just ready to get going here and kind of get this thing started. Actually, there's a follow-up then that I'll ask. Do you ever look at the other teams and say, man, Boston made that move or Milwaukee made that move. We got to figure out a way to counter that. Or is it always internal? Just what can we do to better our basketball team? Yeah. I mean, I kind of look at it like, okay, you know, obviously they made some significant moves, but you know, they had to let go of some guys that, that they really liked. You know, I think every trades like that, especially a big, you know, franchise changing trade, like some of those teams made, but I just think for us, it's like, Hey, we got some young guys, their prime still ahead of them. They're only going to get better. We've added good pieces to fit along with them. So, you know, obviously a lot of those teams might be a little bit older than us, but like, we like where we're headed. We got a great group. You know, our staff has done a great job developing these guys. And, um, you know, the future is bright with the Cavaliers. And I think, you know, you can talk all you want about the other teams, but I think we're trying to control our own. And, you know, hey, you know, when they, when we play them, we're going to give we're, we're going to give them our best shot, you know, even though they're supposed to be the the top two teams in the East. So we're excited to for that challenge and kind of play those teams here moving forward. Mike, before I let you go, I mentioned uh, I've done some interviews and several off-season speaking engagements, and I keep getting asked about Imani Bates. Boy, this young man has really sparkled. He's done everything the Cavaliers have asked him to do. I know he's raw, and I know he's young, but uh, some quick thoughts on your second-round draft choice. Yeah, we've been – I mean, obviously, we had a magical run in the summer league, and he was a big part to that, but – you know, I mean, he's only 19. He's going to play this whole year at 19. Like, just wow. think about that, how young he is. And he's done everything we've asked. He's been super coachable. He's tried to play the right way. You know, we've just tried to keep it simple with him, you know, like catch and shoot, play hard on defense. And he's been doing that to a T. And obviously he's six nine. And the thing I'll say about him that I love the best is he's not afraid. He's going to come in and he's going to keep shooting. You know, like he's got a neck. He doesn't have that you know, I missed a couple in a row. I'm not going to shoot. Like he's got that next shot mentality. I'm going to make it. And his confidence is, is, is sky high. And I think the future is bright. You know, we're going to be patient with him and, you know, baby steps, but um, 19, six, nine shot maker. Um, we're excited. And, 
you know, he's just got to eat a lot more protein shakes and get stronger. That's the thing we're working on. He's got to, he's got to get a little bit stronger and he knows that and he's trying, but you at 19, his metabolism is so high. He, uh, you know, in a couple of years, hopefully he'll put on some weight. <laughs> there you go. Well, you may have struck gold at number 49, Mike. Uh, the talent level is certainly there. My friend, we appreciate you stopping by. I know this is an incredibly busy time of year for you and everybody in the staff. So uh, we appreciate you spending a few moments with us. Uh, like you, we're anxious to get going. So we'll see you throughout the year and have you back on Cavs HQ. All right. Thank you so much, Tim. See you later. All right, buddy. Mike Anzi, General Manager of the Cavaliers, joining us on this week's edition of Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. Great to have the GM of the Cavs on. Quick time out. When we come back, Cavs open in Brooklyn. So we'll have a quick chat with their radio play-by-play voice, Chris Carino. Chris will join us after this on the Medical Mutual Cavaliers Audioverse. You're listening to Cavs HQ on the Medical Mutual Cavaliers Audioverse. Let's get back to Tim Alcorn and Jim Jones. Welcome back, Cavs HQ, presented by Betway on the Medical Mutual Cavaliers Audioverse. Tim Elkhorn with you. Jim Jones with the night off tonight, but Jim and I will be back together on Wednesday night. We'll be in Brooklyn as the Cavaliers will take on the Brooklyn Nets to tip off the 23-24 season. And a guy who won't be too far from us uh, right down the row is the radio play-by-play voice of the Brooklyn Nets, Chris Carino. And Chris, first of all, welcome back to Cavs HQ. We've had you on before. Always a pleasure to have you. And certainly uh, for the Cavaliers, there are high expectations. Uh, we just finished a chat with Mike Gansey, Cavs general manager, and uh, no doubt uh, the bar has been raised. So let's talk about it from the Brooklyn Nets perspective. Uh, what are the expectations for the 23-24 campaign? That's a great question, Tim. You know, the, the bar really, I think, hasn't been set. Uh, and, and I think that's done purposely right now. I think this is a net team that is just trying to stay mobile right now, figure out what they have. You know, you went through the, the superstar era when it was all working according to plan was spectacular and set the bar really high. But then you also saw the downside to that. And now they've moved on from that. They acquired assets and have, have kind of built a team that could go a lot of different ways. You know, there's some real wild cards with this team. And I don't know if they know exactly where to set the bar yet. I don't think, you know, it, it's funny because teams don't really set bars, right? It's like fans mm-hmm. set bars. And there's that expectation level from the fans. I think realistically teams know where they'd like to be, but you know, fans kind of look at it. I don't think net fans know where to put the bar yet. We don't know if we can do the Fosbury flop over eight feet, six inches just yet, or whether we're, we got to start with, you know, the bar down around six. We don't know. And I think a lot of that will depend on number one, the physical and mental approach of Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. You know, if if we see the Ben Simmons that was on, you know, NBA all defensive teams in all-star games, the one that in 2019 against the Nets just devastated the Nets with his ability to defend and push the pace and get the get that pace going. Like if the Nets have that Ben Simmons, 
the bar is going to be put, I think, in the top half of the Eastern Conference. If it's not that Ben Simmons, if it's, you know, somebody that's going to struggle, then then it gets a lot lower, and then they may look to move some of those assets and maybe pivot in a different direction. All accounts, we're closer to seeing the old Ben Simmons. Can he get to that level that he went where he was at the highest level? I That is what we're going to see. But I, I don't think it's it's the Ben Simmons we've seen the last year or so with the Nets. I think he had a lot of issues with that back. I think physically he looks a lot better. Uh, he's feeling a lot better. He can move. So, in other words, Ben Simmons, I think, is setting the bar. And we'll Great see, answer. you know, where they can go from there. Great answer. Again, we're talking with Chris Carino, the radio play-by-play voice of the Brooklyn Nets. Chris, if if Jock Vaughn says this is the type of team I'd like to have, this is the team I'd like to put on the floor, what would that be for Brooklyn this year? It would be a team that just defends the heck out of you and uh and is is relentless defensively, uh a team that will pay attention to the little details. That's what he talks about. You don't have a when you don't have the the, the superstars that you can just roll the ball out on the court and and they'll go you know get 100 points if you don't have that you've got to be really good at the little things you know this is a team that got destroyed on the on the offensive glass like teams would just get so many second chance opportunities offensive rebounds and that's why they weren't a great defensive team last year despite having all these defenders that have great reputations so I think he just wants to get back to really paying attention to details, really being relentless on the defensive end, and a hardworking, you know, pretty group. That's what Jock Vaughn has been preaching in training camp, preaching now in the preseason. That is the kind of team that he wants. Chris, you mentioned all sorts of unknowns and questions about this Brooklyn team with the season opening on Wednesday. But what do you know? whether it's personnel-wise or style-wise, what do you know about the club that they'll be able to be successful at? Well, going back to what I just talked about defensively is you know they have a number of really high-level defensive players. Uh, When you look at – we're talking about Ben Simmons being an all-defensive team player uh, when he was in Philadelphia – um, you know, he's a guy there. Mikel Bridges has been in the conversation for defensive player of the year, and he's been on all defensive teams. Uh, Nick Claxton last year got in the conversation for defensive player of the year. Uh, he's got a little chip on his shoulder. He thought he should have been on one of the all defensive teams. Players like Royce O'Neal and Dorian Finney-Smith and Dennis Smith Jr. all have reputations of being high-level defensive players. Now, last year, all these guys kind of got thrown together in the last two months of the season. And they famously talk about how, you know, they they put together a starting lineup that was speaking three different languages. You know, that one was speaking the Dallas Mavericks language. One was speaking the Phoenix Suns language. And the other one guy was Nick Claxton speaking the Nets language. And so to play any sort of elaborate style of defense, you couldn't do it. You know, so they ended up just defaulting defaulting to, hey, let's switch everything because we've got a bunch of really long athletic guys that can play, you know, that can guard one through five. Let's just switch everything. The problem is they became very predictable. And you knew they were doing that. And then you're bringing clack, you're, you're switching your bigs, and now you, you're not, you don't, you don't have them at, at the glass to rebound. And that's the, that's the danger of it. So 
I, I think you do know is they've got some really good uh, guys with defensive reputations. And now we're going to see if it can, you know, lend itself to being a really good defensive team. So I think that's got to be the given. And I think that's why Jacques won't stress that in training camp. Like, you know, you talk about, well, what do we know? Well, this is what we know. So let's be really good at what we supposedly can do well. And then we'll figure out the other stuff, you know, what we don't know. What we did learn at the end of last year is that Mikel Bridges can carry offensively. You know, he's a guy that averaged about 26 a game for the Nets when he came over in the trade for Phoenix. Right. You know, he's a guy they can play through. So uh, I think they can rely on him offensively. I think they can rely on Cam Johnson offensively. The rest of it's kind of like a, you know, a, a roll of the dice. So we'll we'll have to see. Sometimes that makes for an intriguing start to the season, though, to see yeah. how those questions are answered, no doubt. Yeah, Chris, we'll yeah. see you on Wednesday night in Brooklyn at the Barclays Center. I know here in Cleveland we're anxious to get things started. I'm sure it's the same in Brooklyn, and obviously it's always good to bump into you. So we'll see you on Wednesday night. Uh, more more so than just the game, I am I am anxious to run into you and, uh, and, and Jim. Always great seeing you guys, and uh, can't wait to Wednesday. Chris, we appreciate you spending a few moments with us. The outstanding radio play-by-play voice of the Brooklyn Nets, Chris Carino, joining us on this week's edition of Cam's HQ, presented by Betway. Boy, what a show we have had. Again, a thank you to Mike Ganzi, who stopped by earlier, and now Chris for joining us here on this week's program. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll put the finishing touches on this week's show. So stay with us. Cavs HQ, presented by Betway, continues after we take this time out on the Medical Mutual Cavaliers Audioverse. Well, that's going to do it for this week's edition of Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. That was a fun show. Good to hear JB's thoughts after practice today, as I'm sure the guys are anxious to get going and play a game for real. It's going to happen on Wednesday night when the Cavs open up the campaign in Brooklyn. Mike Ganzi with some outstanding thoughts on putting this roster together for the 23-24 season and the high expectations for the Cavaliers in this campaign. And as always, great to hear from Chris Carino, the radio play-by-play voice of the Brooklyn Nets. So hope you enjoyed it. All sorts of people to thank. Of course, a great big thank you to the two guys on the other side of the window, the dynamic duo, senior producer Kurt McLaughlin, technical director Marty Allen, and of course, the biggest thanks goes to you, the listener. Hope you enjoyed it. This week's edition of Cavs HQ presented by Betway. Jim Jones will rejoin me. Wednesday night will be in Brooklyn when the Cavaliers take on the Brooklyn Nets to open up the 23-24 season. So until then, Tim Elkhorn saying once again, thank you very much for listening and so long, everybody. <laughs>